Welcome to Two Brothers and Their Sports. I'm your co-host, Arv. And I'm your co-host, Arsh. And thank you guys so much for liking, subscribing, viewing, all that stuff. Um, Today on the show, we have a lot to talk about. First off, sorry if my voice sounds a little bit raspy. Crew season just started. You know how it is. Um, But we're going to start off by talking about the sweet, I mean, the, not the Sweet 16. The Sweet 16 Elite Eight already took place. Now we're going to talk about the Final Four, which the games are San Diego State versus FAU and Miami versus UConn. No one seed or two seed or even three seed in the Final Four. So we're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about um, the MLB opening day, which just happened yesterday. Some teams are playing today. We're going to talk about all the some of the results and some of the biggest impacts from our New York Yankees as well. So, but let's start with with the um with the NCAA Final Four. Arsh, why don't you give us your predictions for each game? Yeah, so let's get started. I mean, what an amazing Final Four this year. There's yeah. a four seed, two five seeds, and a nine seed. So let's get started with the first game of tomorrow on Saturday, as of right now, tomorrow. Um, one of the great Final Fours shaping up, and we've got FAU versus San Diego State, which is crazy that one of those teams, either FAU or San Diego State, is going to be in the national championship game. I predicted FAU to win in the Sweet 16, but not to win the Elite Eight. I also predicted Miami to beat Houston, make it to the Final Four, but I didn't predict San Diego State to beat the number one Alabama. So that both yeah. five winning against one seeds was crazy. Um. UConn as well. Very excited to see a Duke, a former Duke player turned coach, uh, leading his team uh, to the Final Four. So let's get started with this first game. It's FAU, Florida Atlantic versus San Diego State. And in this, in the Final Four, like we talked about last week, it doesn't matter how experienced you are in March Madness. There's a reason it's called March Madness, because anything can happen. This is going to be one of the craziest games. And you look at this, seeding doesn't really matter here. You look at the teams on paper, San Diego State and FAU are very equally matched. FAU obviously not predicted to go this far. So this is going to be a really tough prediction. I think it will be a fairly close game. I don't think it's going to be like that Furman game that was decided by one basket. But I do think that it's going to be a fairly close game. And I'm actually going to go with San Diego State here. I think San Diego State can end FAU's run. They can play really, really great and, and pull through to make it to the national championship. San Diego State is not is not a team that many people had in their final four, let alone the national championship. But I think that they are good enough. They're a good enough team to get through. And at this point, this is March Madness. This game is the toss-up, in my opinion. Even though it's a five and a four in the next one, this nine and the five is going to be the biggest toss-up out of any game on Saturday. Yep. I'm going to have to agree here. I think San Diego State, obviously the Aztecs, one of the best defending teams in the NCAA in general, always have been, especially in 2020, obviously before COVID, they were supposed to get the number one seed before that, um, we caught before the pandemic. So they, they've always been great this season, especially defensively. And we know FAU is a very high score, high power team, but I think that San Diego State is going to be able to pull it out mainly defensively. They've been incredibly defensive the whole year. Um, and that's been a large part of their run. Um, and I think that they obviously you talked about they we've saw we've seen them beat incredibly, incredibly power high power teams. So I think that they just obviously they're not really underdogs anymore, especially against a nine seed, but they were the whole tournament and they were able to beat a bunch of higher seeds. So I think that San Diego State is going to make it to the final. And then we get to the second game, which is Miami versus Yukon. 
Now, I think this is going to be another very good game. Two seeds, the four and five seed, um, two seeds again that were not really supposed to be here. Um, but I talked about it before. And if you guys remember, I, I talked about how Miami didn't make the ACC championship game because Duke knocked them out. But Miami was incredibly underrated and their seeding got dramatically affected by that. Now, I never said that they should be able to get here because this is something that ha- was not expected to happen at all. Even I, I, none of us expected this to happen, but Miami was incredibly underrated. And I think that played a part in a key part in their title run, not title run, but to a final four run. So I, I think they are actually a good team to be here. They're incredibly underrated and they have been this whole tournament. Now you look at UConn, obviously a team that was top 10, um, Adama Sanogo, obviously the guy that leads them in points and rebounds. So especially in this tournament. And then you look at Miami, ACC player of the year, Isaiah Wong, a guy that's been a key part of Miami this whole year. I think UConn's going to win this game again. They Miami is a great defensive team and they are underrated, but UConn is a little bit better. They have the edge here. According to ESPN, they're supposed to win by seven, a 77% chance to win. Um, And I think that UConn is going to be able to hold off Miami. I think it's going to be a very close game. I think it's going to be a very offensive sided game, especially even though Miami is great on defense, they score a lot. So I think it's going to be a very offensive game. And I think UConn's going to be able to pull it out. So that leaves a San Diego State University versus UConn March Madness 2023 final. Can you believe that? We talked about how crazy the final four is, but then you never realize the teams that win here are in the championship. It's not Duke, UNC, Kansas. It's San Diego State versus UConn for the and final. You see That's four insane. Teams and you're like, okay, this is crazy that they're in the final four, but you have to realize one of these teams is going to win the next. Exactly. Exactly. That's that's even crazier. And most likely it's gonna be it's gonna be one of the lower seeds in the country. Exactly. And most likely one of these lower seeds probably is gonna make it to the championship. Can you believe that? A San Diego State versus a San Diego State versus UConn final. That's crazy. It's gonna be crazy. And I actually have the same exact prediction as you here. I do think UConn can win. Obviously known for their women's basketball, but their men's basketball has been pretty decent. Dan Hurley has been building it up. And they've got a really good program there. So right now, I think this is also going to be a really good game. Not as much as a toss-up. I think UConn will be able to dominate on the boards early, get get the ball to the playmakers, and be able to shoot a lot more efficiently. But Miami is going to make a late run. It is going to be fairly close. I don't think any of these are going to be huge blowouts like some of the games have been in this March Madness. But I do think that this one is going to be fairly close. UConn pulls out. And, and that, like you said leaves a four seed versus a five seed. One of these seeds is going to win the national championship and be crowned the best team in college basketball. And if we're both wrong, I mean, FAU could win the national title as a ninth seed, not not known as a basketball school, becoming the best program in basketball. That's what March Madness is for all the basketball fans, all the casual basketball fans. This is what March Madness is about. Looking at a team, knowing that every single team from a one to a 16 seed has a chance to make it and become the best team in basketball. Absolutely. All right, now let's move on to the MLB. And opening day just took place. I was telling all my friends because I was at school how excited I was. I was so super, super excited for this. And a lot of my friends were telling me, Arif, calm down. It's just opening day. But no, it's the start of 162 baseball, 162 game MLB season. Going to be an amazing postseason. Look, 
I'm so excited as a New York Yankees fan. Volpe was batting ninth. He was starting at shortstop. Obviously a great kid. All Yankees fans have to love him. Aaron Judge, who had hit a home run in his first at-bat of the season after his 62 home run season. And obviously the Yankees just played incredible, won 5-0. Some of the highlights from yesterday, though, the Braves won against the National 7-2. Orioles beat the Red Sox 10-9. Cubs won against the Brewers. Rays beat the Tigers. Rangers beat the Phillies. A bunch of other games took place. Um, and there were a lot of significant injuries that that happened as well. Justin Verlander, obviously, on the IL now. Um, same thing. Obviously, Edwin Garcia happened in the World Baseball Classic. But still, two incredible, incredibly talented Mets pitchers now both out. But anyway, back to opening day. I love, love the idea of opening day. I think that it has, I would say opening day has a better starting season, starting to the season than the NFL, NBA, all those other all those other leagues you'll see you'll see at the nfl season and i know but the thing is the nfl is only one game on thursday night and obviously the lead up for the nfl is a lot greater like it's it's there's fantasy and all this kind of stuff and breaking down every single day and draft that takes place leading up but the mlb i think has the biggest day the biggest impact of any sports league starting i was so excited i was ecstatic to watch the yankees game they played first and they won and Obviously, Volpe, I'm so excited. Our cousin actually went to school with him. Um, Volpe got a walk in his first at-bat, stole a base. I'm so excited for this Yankees team. I think this MLB season is going to be incredible, especially right after the incredible World Baseball Classic. I think it just rejuvenated baseball a little bit, especially for opening day. I love the feel of it, and I love the fact that so many people, so many more people are tuned in to the MLB this season. Yeah, going to that Yankees game, I mean, I saw Aaron Judge hit that ball. The announcers didn't get excited at first. I, I said, no way he does again. This is what baseball is about. Hitting a home run. First, ask, first at bat after his break, record-breaking season. Yeah, one of right the, one after of the, he picks up where he started. Of all time, just picked up right where he left. You see him hit the first fly ball. I was like, there's no way he just did that. And he did it. He hit the home run. Our Yankees get a 5-0 win. And the pitch clock, and uh, there was a pitch clock. Oh, last that's true. Game. On both the uh, the, and and there was a batter violation as well as a pitcher violation. So so this is going to take some getting used to. But there were a lot of high scoring games, probably more than usual. You see the Yankees Giants game. There was a five zero game in that game. Seven two for the Braves Nationals. Ten nine for the Orioles Red Sox. Four zero for Cubs Brewers. Brewers four zero for Rays Tigers. Eleven to seven for Rangers Phillies. You look at this, and there are some sh- small ones. You look at the Twins game; there was a small one. Blue Jays was ten to nine. You look at the White Sox game, the Angels game. It's but because, on- yeah, no, this is what I was saying when we talked about the MLB pitch clock too. Pitchers need that time to recoup and reju- rejuvenate before each pitch. They're not able to pitch the same velocity, same speed, and same location as they were before because now they're timed. So batters are; it's better for batters. Yeah, so this is, it is making an impact, but I don't think, I think it will die down once everyone starts getting used to it. But talking about Volpe as well, love the guy, love what he's done in the minors. He's quickly risen through the ranks. Um, He's been amazing, and he played amazing this spring, was able to get into the team. I'm very excited to see what he can do. I think he'll be a great guy. It was amazing to see Derek Jeter pass the torch, and that's something that this Yankees team has been missing a quality shortstop, but they had Bucky Dent, they had Derek Jeter, and then nothing else. Glaber never really... They had IKF last year, he was a gold glove winner, but obviously he wasn't off the charts. But he was not great at batting, and they need some kind of 
not firepot. They have that almost everywhere else in the lineup, but a, a leader type guy, a guy that will become someone like the captain. And I think Volpe is a great guy for that. So great job for him. This Yankees roster, if they can get hot, they can have good postseason play. They can go far. So I'm excited for that. I'm excited for the start of the season. And I'm excited that it is finally April. We get to see, like you said, start of the baseball season. You get to see the NFL draft is coming up. The uh, Masters, my favorite April event, if not the NFL draft, it's going to be the Masters. And then you look at the amazing national championship that's coming up. April is going to be stacked, and we're going to be here every single week for you guys. So come to the Two Brothers and Their Sports podcast to get weekly updates and weekly discussions and arguments. Uh, the arguments, too, are pretty entertaining. And see our takes on these uh, segments. And like Arf said, just make sure to leave a like, subscribe, leave a comment, and thank you for watching. And have a great week, and tune in next week. Absolutely. And we actually do have a special announcement because in two weeks, it will be our third year, our three-year anniversary for the podcast. Every single year, we do a really big giveaway. Make sure you guys stay tuned for the channel for that. We'll give you the directions and all that in two weeks, but make sure you guys are stay tuned, subscribed with the notification bell so you guys know whenever we post that episode that will give you directions on how to enter. But like I said, this is Two Brothers in Their Sports. Thank you guys for the support and we'll see you guys next week.